This is Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia from the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. Morning Jolt is a production of Spoke Street Media. Wake up! Hello, this is Sister Ignatia. I'm joined by Sister Petra, and Sister Petra lives with me at the Mother House and works at Michigan City, well, Franciscan Health, Michigan City. And you know, a question just came to me that I really do want to ask you. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, not many people might would know, but we went through formation together. And one of my best memories is all of the um, practical jokes that were played. Do you have a personal favorite? A personal favorite? Yeah. Um, well, I think the personal favorite was when. Um, well, I had just finished a very stressful semester at school, so I um, I had lots of time on my hands, and so I decided to help. I think it was you and Sister um, Regina. Sister Regina yeah. with your cleaning duties. So I took all of your stack of dust rags and cleaning rags and stitched them end to end, so that when you went to grab a rag, the whole stack of like thirty came with you. Wow, you helped us. I was trying to yeah. help you. Yeah. Big cleaning projects. It was spring. <laughs> I do remember that. I think I purposely tried to not say anything so that you like didn't get satisfaction. Yeah, but I was hanging out in the stairwell when you were going in the cleaning closet. So I <laughs> I, I, I knew what happened. Of course. Of course. <laughs> oh, so a lot a lot's happened since yes, then. Yes, yeah. Yes. We've we've grown since then. <laughs> I think so. Um so maybe could you just start by like sharing, yeah, what's a day in the life of Sister Petra at uh Franciscan Health Michigan City, one of our hospitals that we sponsor. Sure. So my role at the hospital is I'm vice president for mission integration. And that's kind of a hodgepodge role. I mean, <laughs> so the, the main my main responsibility as one of the sisters who's part of the congregation that sponsors Franciscan Alliance is that I make sure that we live out our mission and our values in all that we do, you know, both our mission to our patients, our mission to our staff and then into each other within the hospital and then our mission to the communities that we serve and that people understand how everything they do is connected to our mission and to our values and to the respect for the dignity of each person that mm-hmm. we serve. And so understanding, you know, from in terms of Catholic healthcare, that everything is rooted in respecting the dignity of the human person, which is why there are things that we do or don't do in Catholic healthcare and helping our staff understand that, that mm-hmm. it's not just, you know, here's the list of do's and don'ts, but there's a reason that, you know, we, we do things the way we do because it is bringing Christ's love to each person, mm-hmm. Christ's healing ministry, but then also, you know, respecting, you know, as part of that, respecting the dignity of everyone that we encounter. So that could be, you know, different, you know, rounding a lot in the hospital, just being that, that sister presence, mm-hmm. you know, t- to our staff, but also I oversee different departments such as, you know, our spiritual care department, our volunteers. Um, get involved in mission projects, both in the hospital as well as in the community in terms of addressing issues such as how do we help our homeless patients? How do Mm -hmm. we address human trafficking and the victims of trafficking that come to us? And then also um, as somebody who's part of the administration team, I have other departments. Like I was recently gifted with construction projects and facilities and engineering, (laughs) which, uh, you know, is um, seeing that my background is um, history and political science. It was a good fit. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see the crossover. Um, But but really, that's been a a gift, too, just for for me both to learn just, you know, Mm. all the parts of how does our hospital function, but then helping the staff understand that. Yes, they don't lay hands on a patient, mm-hmm. but they're still very much a part of the care team and Christ healing ministry. And so how do you help those teams behind the scenes that, you know, support our staff that do provide patient care, help them see 
how important they are and how they're a part of the mission as well mm -hmm. and how how they do their work matters. So, yeah. yeah. And you said like, yeah, dignity of the human person and how we treat patients. Like, yeah, somebody who just kind of comes into the system, how would you even explain to them? Maybe they came from like a secular hospital or just like a community-based hospital. How would you describe, yeah, how we do things differently? Right. And we touch on it in orientation and then just throughout. And we're actually, you know, also looking at ways that we further educate and form our staff because that's important because it used to be back in the day, I think most of the people who would come to work for a Catholic health system were Catholic or had some faith mm -hmm. tradition. And now we're seeing a lot of young people have no faith background yeah. and upbringing. Yeah. So helping them just even those basic, that understanding of, you know, what the church teaches and why. So we talk about you know, how, first of all, that we, you know, we see the face of Christ in everyone who comes to us, um, even if you have to look really hard sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, th that he's present, but then also we bring Christ's love to everyone and that because we're all created in the image and likeness of God, we have this inherent dignity that we need to protect and cherish from the moment we're conceived to the moment God calls us home. And then also um, helping them understand too that because we have this dignity that nobody should ever be treated as an object. And so trying to help them understand how certain things that are done in secular health systems you know, really do objectify the person, treat them as an object or cause them harm. One thing that, you know, in a class I was taking recently mm -hmm. where, you know, they were talking about, you know, with Catholic healthcare and, and ethics and saying there's three things that Catholic healthcare, that differentiate Catholic healthcare, you know, from secular healthcare in terms of what we do or don't do. Only, you know, there's only three differences. One is we won't um, take the life of your child, even if you ask us to. We won't kill you, even if you ask us to. You know, deliberately take your life yeah. and we won't mutilate you even if you ask us to. So when you put it in that perspective, I mean, it really is, it's, you know, again, the goal behind Catholic healthcare is to provide that loving, compassionate care, you know, providing Christ's love and witnessing to that mm -hmm. and then helping the people that we care for see their dignity and see how valuable they are, you know, as a child of God. And so how we provide care. So it's not just the healing part and it's not just mm -hmm. caring for the poor. It's also helping people understand you know who they are as children of god yeah i could see that like in how they're treated they're able to look at themselves hopefully differently um which i guess is what we yeah. are our greatest hope for them yeah right and, and also and we, and we see more and more especially in our emergency department mm -hmm. um we see just a lot of the brokenness in society come in our doors every single day whether it's somebody who's coming with an addiction issue or with mental illness or, um, you know, somebody who's involved in trafficking in the sex industry and sort of helping our staff understand that, you know, we, how we treat them, the fact that we show them love and we treat them with compassion and try to help them see their own dignity might be that one time somebody actually sees their dignity and recognizes their dignity. And that might be that one thing that helps them maybe make different choices or begin down a path, you mm -hmm. know, that, that helps them to actually truly live out who God created them to be. Um, because they may not have ever experienced that in their life if they've always been treated as an object or pushed to the margins. Mm -hmm. And so how do we show that love in terms of how we understand it in the church's teaching of right. loving the other and respecting their dignity? Mm -hmm. How many years have you served in our healthcare ministry? Oh, let's see. So I've been well, I've been in the convent for 13 years, almost 13. And so three of those were initial formation. So mm -hmm. I'd say 10 formally in the healthcare ministry, though the first two of that 10, I was also um, I was sent back to school for my MBA. So I was shadowing people at meetings and at school. So then I would say 
eight years actively assigned to our hospitals in different roles. Okay. And was there any moment along the way where you, I'm sure it happened in stages, but where like the whole picture kind of was coming together or where you, I don't know, where it kind of clicked the whole like mission and healthcare? Oh, that's, you know, I, I think it, like you said, it has come in phases. I think, um, you know, as a sister, it's hard. Sometimes we get transferred <laughs> yeah. regularly. And and so yeah. it's hard, you know, to move to a different convent, move to a different apostolate. But one of the gifts of every single apostolate I've been in has been getting to know the people and you grow to love the people you work with, love the communities you serve. And I think just seeing how our people who work with us desire to be a part of our mission and desire to do the good, but then also realizing too that um, many of them come with little or no formation. And so how do you help them understand like then how they take that desire and then truly put it into action to truly, mm -hmm. you know, minister in Catholic healthcare? Yeah. You, Cause your, your role is a big education piece, but you're educating so many different kinds of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like a question that kind of came to mind, like what would you, yeah, maybe to say to somebody that, you know, sees healthcare was like, well, that's really charity kind of in action or the gospel in action. So I don't really need to say anything or I don't need to like make reference to the gospel or I just like go about my day. I don't know. You yeah, maybe talk more about like, yeah, the connection between the gospel and, and healthcare. Right. And so I think, I mean, and there is an element of what we do that is just the witness of our actions, yeah. you know, by showing somebody like loving somebody who comes to us who mm -hmm. maybe has always been pushed away because they're a homeless addict, you know, mm -hmm. and, and so like showing them that love and respecting their dignity. So that's one of the ways that we do witness with our actions. But I also think just not being afraid to be honest about who we are as a faith-based system, as a Catholic system. Mm -hmm. And so having, you know, prayer be a part of who we are, but at the same point, we still have to meet our patients where they're at. So not all yeah. of our patients are Catholic. And so some, you know, we have to meet them where they are in their spiritual journey, but also just being honest about who we are as a Catholic hospital and a Catholic health system. So, you know, having the sacramental presence, having prayer is a part of it, you know, beginning all of our meetings with a prayer, you know, no matter how small the meeting is, um, you know, having those moments where we, you know, aren't afraid to talk about what we do and why we do it or what we don't do and why we don't do it, you know, being honest about that and not just simply saying we don't do it because we're a Catholic hospital, but why we don't do it as mm -hmm. a Catholic hospital, because that's that piece of formation that's missing. And I think when people understand the beauty behind the church's teaching on life issues and mm -hmm. on the dignity of the human person, then I think they understand that it's not just these rules made by people in Rome, as, mm -hmm. but, it's, but it's actually rooted in the good of the other, protecting who they are and their dignity. Mm. Has there been a moment where you've watched a, maybe a coworker and just seen it kind of click for them or like? Well, I think actually well, it was a story that was shared with me. So one of our nursing directors at the hospital I'm at, um, she's a woman of faith, you know, not, not mm -hmm. she's not Catholic, she's Christian, but she said, she told me that, you know, she, um, she never really understood the church's teaching on contraception. I mean, she never supported abortion, but she never understood our stance on contraception on in vitro fertilization and all those parts of you know, our value of respect for life. Uh, but then probably about five years ago, we asked her to get certification in bioethics through the National Catholic Bioethics Center, the NCBC, um, because we're trying to get several people in nursing leadership mm -hmm. and in our hospitals to go through that program so they understand the ethical issues and how we approach them and what are the resources. 
And she said going through that, that was the first time that in some of those classes, I think it was with Father Tad in particular, where somebody explained to her the why behind what we do and don't mm. do. And she said then it clicked. And then all wow. of us, and then she totally changed her opinion on contraception, on in vitro fertilization. And now it's one of our biggest champions on these ethical issues because she understood. And so I think it just speaks to when we talk about our health system and our role in the health system, it's not just making sure we care for the communities we're in, provide health care and care for the poor. That's a part of it. But it's also how are we helping people understand how does evangelization play into the Catholic healthcare ministry? And for us, it's helping people understand the why behind Catholic healthcare and how we deliver care. Yeah. An image that kind of came to mind when you said that of like, it's almost that you start like with these huge hot button issues and then you get to the why and then you keep digging down deeper. Right. You're going to get to the gospel. Like it's right. That's all on the gospel. Yeah. yeah. Well, and even in another example. So obviously this past year with what's gone on with the George Floyd incident mm -hmm. and just some of the coming to light of a lot of the racial disparities and, and mm -hmm. tensions in the U.S. And what's our responsibility as a Catholic health system. So when you start looking at doing education of the staff on racism and diversity, and it becomes challenging because a lot of the secular sources go down a path that is contrary to our values when you talk right. about diversity and inclusion. And I think is actually contrary to human dignity. So we thought, okay, well, let's develop our own curriculum. And so uh, Sophia Institute Press is actually putting together a beautiful, you know, for high school oh. and, and grade school, a beautiful curriculum on racism. And so they had sent us a couple examples of their modules. And so we'll eventually purchase that curriculum, mm -hmm. but we're tweaking it to fit for healthcare. And so giving it to our educators who aren't Catholic, um, but watching them take that content and get so excited because it starts with Genesis. It starts with who we are as wow. created in the image and likeness mm -hmm. of God. Then it builds on what does that mean? What does that mean for human dignity? What does that mean with the gifts I bring? What does that mean when you talk about diversity? And then it goes into, it builds on to then, you know, why is racism a sin? Why is, you know, but but it's rooted in, it goes back to that, you know, the beginning yeah. and it roots it in scripture and in the church's teaching. So then you can actually build on that and actually take that module and then do other education off of it. Like, you know, um, when you talk about issues around gender identity and sexual orientation, mm -hmm. like why do we, you know, what does the church say? And it's always like, and you have to go back to that beginning. Mm -hmm. So being able to develop this education on an important issue like racism and why it's important that we care about it and, and how do we address health disparities in our communities. But going back to that root, which is it's wrong because we're created in the image and likeness of God because of this dignity that we we have. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, do you have any other dreams? Winter wishes and summer dreams. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I think one of my, I think one of the dreams is I, I think there still is a missed opportunity in Catholic healthcare overall to truly live mm. out the evangelization piece. I think mm. we do a beautiful job in caring for the poor and all who come to us. I mean, the amount of charity care we do, you know, for Franciscan Alliance as a system is really, it's staggering. Mm -hmm. And and that's beautiful. But then going beyond that and saying, what's our role in witnessing to the gospel, witnessing to the truth and proclaiming it, yeah. not just witnessing it, but proclaiming it in what we do in healthcare. And I think there's just an opportunity there to see like, and then look at how is that integrated into our orientation materials, into our communications and interactions with patients and to truly have it be present throughout. Um, I think in many ways it's naturally there because we're a Catholic health system, but there's an opportunity to truly form the hearts and minds of all those who work with us. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think those things aren't necessarily like picked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe how they used to be, but right. Yeah. Right. Well, it's been exciting to be, I mean, in community and seeing our health system, I think, mm-hmm. grow. And then, uh, yeah, uh, watching you, I think, <laughs> back when you're getting your MBA and then all the <laughs> way through. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, the Lord's definitely going to use, hopefully use us and use our system. I would also just encourage anyone who's listening to this to pray for Catholic health care. You know that because I think, you know, there's such a need for Catholic health care, but it's becoming increasingly challenging to be in Catholic health care, just where society is going on a lot of issues. And so just to pray for that strength for all health systems to, you know, be strong, be faithful, and and live that witness to the truth in a culture where there's so much that's speaking against the truth. Mm -hmm. Sister Petra, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. um, Hopefully we'll have you back. Thank you. Okay. I hope you like Religious Life as much as I do. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, contact us at our website, ssfpa.org. He leads, I follow. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.